the ground. We're back. Another week. Another great guest. No intro for her because she has a corpo job that she is embarrassed by. Uh, but all around a uh, cool person. We have Alessandra Di Benedetti on the pod. What's Yo. up? Thanks for having me. <laughs> I like for like three days we were hashing out how I was going to introduce you. That was good. Thank you. <laughs> it was totally was off the perfect. cuff. Which I'm is gonna say fucked up. When I have all the info, I still fuck it up. So you had a you had a strong takeoff. You nailed the landing. It was a little little wobbly in the middle. I I came in too hot on the on Eight the fade of out of the intro. If I'm gonna critique myself right now, I came Eight in a little too early. I came in on the four instead of the one. You know, started with a weird cadence. I don't know. We, I Some think we can learn to get past. There. Listen, they can't. Th- we do this. We do this fresh, hot and fresh every week. No Fuck pre-recordings it, let's do here. It live. We're Fuck doing it. it fucking live. Play jazz. Uh, Alessandra's currently walking us through her apartment again, um, taking us on That's a tour. What I, do. I just I Re- remember that the microphone is located on your computer, so any any sounds you make will be. <laughs> Yo, you're such I'm a sound man. cop, bro. Like, you know, <laughs> sound. A cap includes sound cops. Um. But yeah, yeah Alessandra is um, someone I met, oh god, how long ago was that, 2017, maybe? No, it had to have been 2018. Yeah, it was like six years ago, five years ago. Yeah, it's been a hot minute. Um, but uh, you put together one of my early photo shows back in the day, So yeah. uh, which was fucking awesome. We... We did a cool like digital installation that came together, I think, in six days. We threw it together. Wow. <laughs> it was chaotic. But yeah, I, re- I mean, I remember you um you came in as a submission. We didn't know each other. You randomly submitted so, online. Oh. It's funny how that worked. So I so to uh I guess fill people in, you you worked for a gallery called Wallplay. Who, yeah, I was the co-founder. Yeah, uh, I did work for it as well. I didn't. I, I didn't mean to undermine your position bum. there, man. No. <laughs> How, you're Listen, I was a fucking here. girl boss. You were, yeah, you were. You're bossing it up left and right. Boss winning. I think it's. Yeah. I just saw. I saw you doing most of the work, so I figured that you were. You know, you couldn't possibly be management. It's true. It's true. No, you're you're getting your hands too dirty over there. A peon. <laughs> Just running around with paint on my hands. But uh-huh. yeah, so you had so I ran uh wall play. That's what it was called. Yeah. Um R.I.P. But uh we had all these spaces on Canal Street and we were turning them all into art installations. And at one point, um my co-founder was like, let's just do submissions. And I don't know where you found it or what, but you submitted and I saw it come through my inbox and I was like, oh, fuck, this is cool because this guy does not give a fuck. He just runs <laughs> into the fucking fashion show and he's like <laughs> trying to take photos two inches away from Anna Wintour's <laughs> face. I it's think, true. I think I've heard you can just walk in. Yeah, yeah. That, that's been the motto the last few seasons because people hound me asking me how I do what I do. And the answer is... You can just walk in. It's actually the the quote in the beginning of a uh, of my my new book. No invite, volume ten. Pre orders available 10. now. Um, you don't gatekeep that information. No, no honestly. Well, we we only gatekeep on this podcast. We gatekeep <laughs> harder if possible. It's kind of the motto over here. But uh, no, the answer mottos. is 
uh, who, who gives a fuck? You can just walk in. It's part of the fun. But so how that all came to be, though, is I think I stumbled upon the first month of the wall play on Canal Initiative. Uh, and there was that space on the corner of Green and Canal, that like really cool old building on the corner. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I've never seen these doors open before in my entire life. Uh, and I walked in and there was a girl showing like some Polaroids of a vacation or something. And no, she had, like, dude, it was no, hold on. It was Polaroids of Syria. I mean, oh. I'm not judging people's travel destination. Literally, <laughs> no, it's the sounds... of a vacation. I don't know. I heard it's it pretty like nice the there Balkans in the summer or something. <laughs> but she had a cool installation set up, and I was like, "What the fuck is this? Like, this sound. This is, seems awesome." And she like gave me a flyer with the whole like rundown of what on Canal was, and mm, I was like, I remember "Oh, that. this is rad. I need a place to do." Um. I guess at that time I was releasing like volume four or five of my book. It was like uh, six volumes ago. It was a long time ago. Like I said, we're we're old heads volume here. Volume ten pre-order now. But uh, <laughs> thanks for the plug. Does he make commissions? Yeah, I, I'll oh, give you an man. affiliate link, Andrew. Please. Thanks. Um. So, but yeah, no. So then I was like, hey, I need a place to do a release party for my new book. It's coming out like in October sometime, and. You hit me back immediately and was like, this is perfect for September. We're doing fashion stuff. Nice. And uh, and then, yeah, sure enough, I think I rolled up and talked to Regina, like, the next day or two later with a full flash drive of, of images. And it just went from there. Yeah, mm. Regina was great. She was, a, she was, like, our director or something. Yeah. And she's, like, this little, like, like, brittle. <laughs> like, Frail. Little, yeah minuscule like, woman oh my bones but she's so hardened she's so hardened by she was like, from the, the streets the you know smog of canal street um yeah. and she she was like our front facing person that dealt yeah. with everyone we'd be like you have to go see regina she's like living in a knot in a tree like spinning a cauldron <laughs> You can't activate here unless you see Regina. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's the that's the backstory. And just uh, I just want to say that I'm going to be ripping this elf bar like a crack pipe. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah! We uh, so, uh, yeah, it's you funny. Know, we, you you know called I me love earlier. A good mid pod snack. Oh so. yeah. Oh well, classic. If everyone for everyone who loves eating on the pod uh andrew might be doing plenty of that Look, and there's and, and i think this is a little pre, asmr this is a little a throw to our patreon episode that comes out two days after this we did a 420 episode with friend of the pod steven ewan returning guests uh where they were both very high and i was very sober and andrew eats for a majority of it so that's something to look forward to are you sober no, not necessarily i'm drinking a guinness this very moment but mm. uh i don't i don't do weed um, no weed, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm weed free. The way to be, and <laughs> but yeah, it, it was uh, it was interesting. So I walked past the location I did that show on Canal Street, the first one at 327 Canal, and it was funny because it went from my installation to then being the site of the Eight Ball Zine Shop, mm -hmm. and then it's now a Drake's menswear store, like the super super high end menswear store. <laughs> 
<laughs> that tracks as like a broader commentary on the collapse of society. Oh yeah, you know? it, I literally have. I think I sent you the picture when I saw it a couple weeks ago. But the picture of my show set up behind a bunch of people hawking fake purses. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like the perfect picture of what it's all about. And then now it's literally like a buttoned-up British menswear store. <laughs> yeah, they're trying so. to hold it together after Eight Ball. Oh, but yeah. Eight Ball was like Eight Ball was that sort of middle. You know, it was like okay, here's this art show. Mm -hmm um sort of a commentary on elitist uh fashion politics and then you have eight ball which is just chaos yeah punk uh, xerox cool. scenes I mean, yeah yeah what lele does uh is super cool they, I mean, they wouldn't let me that. they wouldn't let me show my books there because mm. they were too polished yeah, because I wanted to do my next show at their space because I'm like this is perfect and everyone loved it and then like the owner of Eight Ball was like no this doesn't align with our vision Ooh. our vision of chaos yeah, yeah, and I disorder got... <laughs> they, they they don't they don't fuck with non how like... did you feel how did you feel about that assessment were you that upset what? or were you just like that's not the vibe uh it was interesting like, do you harbor resentment i guess is where i'm going no I, I don't give a shit like that it was just very funny because i went in and, and like everyone in the shop loved my stuff and were asking me like where i got my books printed and the color because they're all color you know all my books are full color and whatnot and a lot of their stuff is pure xerox black and white you know gritty oh, kind of stuff and uh yeah like and, how to make napalm with yeah, an avocado yeah. you can wait what else do they sell I mean, they're just a long-standing zine community kind of deal. Yeah, so it's like a workshop. Oh. People are there making zines. It's a community space oh. as well, you know. Mm -hmm. But the vibe is cool, and they they do a lot of stuff with it's like the sick. Brooklyn or like the what the New York Art Book Fair. They're a big proponent mm. of that. Um, a lot of yeah, a lot of community outreach zines and things like that. It's a cool spot. Narcan. Yeah, I never yeah, thought yeah. I'd see the day where you were too polished for for punk. <laughs> Dude, I've had such an issue with my zines because they are like in the in between, where they're like not punk enough for eight ball, but they're also not polished enough for like mast, you know. And well, I don't even know what that second thing is. Mast, it's it's a big like independent bookstore in in like LES. Um, yeah, it's on like I, A. So yeah. And this it's also like, not weird enough to be at Printed Matter. I right. Declined because they 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 literally told me, what's, "Oh, we don't we don't have a fashion section." Is what they told me at Printed right. Matter. <laughs> I mean, is it like political zines in nature or at a art? Yeah, it's it's all of the above. Hmm. It, like I said, their whole thing is just like most of their zines are free or like under five bucks. You know, very DIY, very DIY. DIY. That's the yeah, whole I mean, super punk, obviously. Yeah. I had, like, I had the same thing where, I mean, I got really good at very sort of complicated zines that I would, like, put in boxes and, you know, have, like, all sorts of little things included with them. But they mm -hmm. were usually, it. I eventually, I haven't made a zine in a while, um, but I laid out a lot of zines made a lot of zines and then those turned into books nice. um yeah i was doing a lot of books like um 
God, it must have been like 15 years ago for Heartworm. Um, that's Wes from AN. He has a little, I mean, he's been doing it for a long time, but he's got a publishing company. Nice. Um, and uh, my boyfriend at the time was doing a lot of books and writing. And so I did the layout for all of his zines and I just got really good at that. You know, I got like super into the special Xerox machines yeah, and yeah. everything. I have my little eight page zine template right in front of me actually on my desk. The little eight page off a single A4 sheet. Classic. And you have the long stapler. Oh, I got some long staplers. Don't you worry about that. Man. I got a spiral <laughs> machine that I've never used ever. No way. Yeah. Yeah. It's, Do you it's have not... a laminator? I wish I had a laminator. That's I'm the big shocked thing. you don't. I mean, I. it's funny because I have all that shit and then I just send all my scenes to a company who does it for me and much better than I can. So, you know. Where do you print them? What country? Uh, it's America. It's uh, I think they're based in like Our country? In Ark, very country. Made in America. My zines. Born Man. in the USA, baby. Uh, Republican? <laughs> the very hard it's stance okay. zine um, company. Dan calls himself fiscally conservative. Yeah, I'm fiscally conservative. Oh, okay. Socially liberal. Fiscally <laughs> yeah. I'm fiscally uh, conservative, too. <laughs> Yeah, uh, join yeah, our I'm Patreon. Fiscally liberal, <laughs> like I'm fiscally liberal, but I wish I was fiscally. I'm a self-hating fiscally liberal. Person. There we go. That that's that's probably where I'm at closer to. I, I spent like seventy dollars oh. on fish tacos today. So, uh the place outside of uh, Chelsea Mark. I had a really nice day today. You ordered like, 400 tacos. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was. Uh, I went with uh, my friend Brianne. But we uh, we had a nice day at the. We were gonna go to the Met. The Met's fucking closed on Wednesdays. What kind of bullshit is that? Some real bullshit. Did you bullshit. go and it was closed? No. Luckily, we like looked it up right before, so we ended up going to the Whitney instead. Of course, it was the day before all the new exhibits opened. <laughs> so. Oh, I thought maybe they were open, and then Lele from Eight Ball was like, gave them a photo of you, and we're like, if Don't he ever comes, just tell him it's <laughs> nope, closed. Nope. Listen, listen. With they, they, it was press day. And I, I was thinking I want if I wasn't with my friend, I, I would have tried to pull some from no invite shit and gotten into that press, press area. Just because they 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 told me I couldn't be there, but yeah, we had a nice cocktail on the roof. Mm. Saw some art that I've seen before. Uh, got fish tacos hear, and like maybe the best spicy margarita tacos. I've ever had. So solid D day. Damn. Okay, you had a margarita. Yeah, of course. It's margarita Regular. weather, I guess. It is for sure. Tell me more For about me, these it's fish like um, when the weather gets like this, I'm like, I want to eat pizza and then I want to go like, like just go out into the night and like <laughs> smoke crack. Basically, I won't do that, but that's the vibe. <laughs> you you crack brought up crack, crack twice on this podcast. So. <laughs> I know. I've been thinking about it a lot. It's are the you, weather. Are you, are you about it's, to it, relapse? Weather. No. Imagine. <laughs> oh, my no. God. What if it's our fault? <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> I just like, start you're like one of those alcoholics that like, keep a bottle of whiskey on the mantle just to like stare at it and mock it in your sobriety. You just like keep a keep a vial of crack on your bedside table just to... 
just in case. Yeah, that's me hidden. I, think, I actually I, had uh, I had a, like a few little like um, like rainy day stash of drugs that I just gave away recently. Finally, I was like, you know what? I'm after, just gonna. How many? How many years? A, uh, I've been sober a long time. Uh, I was sober for a long time, and then I relapsed uh, during COVID. So not too long, a year, a year and a half. Damn, nice. I know you've yeah, posted your little... chips. I uh, no, I don't. I didn't do the chips this oh, time. I was so embarrassed. I oh, was like, no. mm, it's <laughs> I feel right. like that's like a thing that happens. Like it's no one's drug story is ever going to be like worse than somebody else's. You know? Yeah. Honestly, whatever. You know, <laughs> I'm just. I'm just grateful to be here. That's Hell all yeah. I'll say. That's the name of the day, and that's the name of the game. You know, yeah. Get to enjoy one more sunny day outside the outside the Whitney. At, oh, oh, that's where you went to the roof. I missed that. I thought you went to the roof at the Met. Oh, even though no. it was closed. Even I was like, was... okay, that's interesting. I don't know. They <laughs> he, oh, he climbed he really up did there. Just no invite himself up. Yeah. yeah, Andrew, are you potting from the new house again? I am. Yeah. Nice. Very. I nice. tried a Where... different direction, and I'm less. I'm less impressed with this. It's side. You're, you're. It's a very low angle we got going on on your side. I here. know. I don't have. I put it on a thing, and it doesn't. It's not helping me. So is... you're just gonna have to look at me intimidating you. <laughs> over. You're, you're ready to bounce us off the uh, off the zoom. Where do you live? I live in Baltimore, Maryland. Oh, bold. Uh, Baltimore. Oh, Baltimore. I was just working on my accent this morning. Like, <laughs> For this occasion? Baltimore. No, my brother is playing a show in Richmond and then a show in Bal Baltimore, Baltimore and a show in Philadelphia. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I like all me of and, those places. Yeah, full, full, I lived in Philly. Um, it was a wild time. When did you uh, live in Philly's, Philly? Philly's a wild place. I think we've all either lived in Philly or thought about living in Philly at some point in our lives. Are you? I lived the, there have in like 2008. No, I I lived there. Yeah. What what neighborhood? Uh, I lived in West Philly, like uh, 45th and Chester. Oh, I know someone from there. Who? Will Smith. <laughs> wow. That. <laughs> I walked right into that one. <laughs> you really did. <laughs> I. That was good because I, I wouldn't have taken the bait normally, but I did. Um, okay, so you've you let your know, guard down uh, on this podcast. That's that's William that's the name Smith of the game. From <laughs> West Philadelphia, he was born and raised there. Apparently, I that's lived what there I heard. for like. I think I lived there for like a year and a half, maybe two mm. years. Um, I was living in L.A. before then. Both well, three um, places to do drugs. Yeah, well, I was clean in Philly. Um, I actually moved to Philly to. Um, I moved to Philly. I moved in with uh, my boyfriend who was living. So Wes, again, I feel like this is the second time he's come up because the the zines. Um, Listen, from, we know you like dropping 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 yeah, names in this like podcast. Drop, I like to drop uh, an references. No, I lived in. <laughs> I lived in Philly. He had a house. Um, he had a house there. Um, and uh, my boyfriend and I had the top floor. Um, nice. It was fun. Uh, but in the winter, it kind of sucked. But mm. Philly's got a good, I mean. Got a good Philly. basement scene. Did you Did you throw shows in the basement? Uh, no. Uh, God. 
trying to think what like big big houses were out there in like 2008. Um, no. Um, Andrew, you got to speak up. You're quiet this episode. You're like whispering this, this well, podcast. Well, I, I don't want to lean over too far. It's fine. Just lean just over. Intimidate you. <laughs> what was Ruben's house called? Thrashmore? Mount Thrashmore. But he was not doing stuff in 2008. That's so, that's early. Is it early? Yeah, I think that was more like 2012 kind of shit. Hmm. I feel like uh, we were doing stuff in New York. I was go. I was traveling all. I was commuting all the time to New York. Mm. Like, um, I think two thousand eight. The Acela train. Popular decision in Philly. <laughs> it's true. I, the I know Chinatown bus. Oh, first no. of all, not the no. Acela train. Mm. What do you think this is? The fucking dirty ass Chinatown. Oh my bus. god! Can you fucking imagine a worse fucking hell than that? No, uh, the bus day. caught on fire. How once? the fuck? Oh that, my god! It, that's like a normal thing. The bus is okay, always on so fire. Catching on fire, uh, breaking down on the side of the highway. Um, Man, someone ripping a bong, oh, like on yes. the bus. <laughs> I love like in. not even lighting a joint or like a one hitter. Like <laughs> no, a bong, like a bong a, is so like fun. That's such a bong. bold move. Did you move. say chiefing a bong? Chiefing a bong. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I don't hate you uh, as much as I say I do. <laughs> just ripping. Yeah, the fucking the the Chinatown bus was so. Uh, it's a lawless land. It's, so, it's international it's waters. Dire fucking place. I don't. Yeah. What? Do have you ever taken it to Baltimore? No, I've only ever taken it to New York. Um, when every From... time it was the fucking worst thing I could have ever done. Where, Where were you, you taking it, it from? from? From New York? No, you said you've only taken it to New York. From where? From Philly. Oh, okay. So you know. Oh, I know. There are many destinations for that bus. I don't know how frequently oh, they yeah, actually get it does, there. It does go to Boston, right? I think to so. To Boston, to Baltimore. Um, yeah, there used to be like the there used to be a a train like a bus station on allen i think uh-huh. oh, and yeah, yeah. you could get tickets to go anywhere like the the you could i've only ever used it to go to philly but i know there was people like with you know four forty suitcases like going to north carolina or wherever what the hell i don't where do people go by bus hell i was trying i'm trying to look up uh because I know Titus Andronicus references the Fungwa bus in their song. And I'm like, where do they talk about going to in, on the Fungwa bus? And I just looked at the lyrics and it says, the Fungwa bus to carry me to who knows where. So the, the answer is still open-ended. Oh. <laughs> Imagine just getting Literally. on the Fungwa bus not caring where it took you. Now that's a depressing thought. Did you Dude, hear about the train to... they're trying to build? Where? The, the Fungwa train? No, <laughs> train <laughs> from like I think it's I think it's DC to New York. Oh, okay. And it's Isn't that also D- called the Acela? <laughs> like, no, but it's supposed to be thing. like a high speed, you know, whatever train, like uh, DC to New York in like ninety minutes. Oh shit! That's never gonna happen. No, no. This country hates high speed rail. I can dream though. This yeah, infrastructure here. Come on, oh, that's man. a it's a joke. I I made maybe my favorite Twitter joke uh, ever today, and it got zero heat. 
and it just said oh, under. I can go, oh, I can't even like it because I deleted. I finally <laughs> deleted my Twitter. Oh, yeah. yeah, Elon Musk breathing down your neck. You didn't want to pay for the the blue check. No, I was just like, I can't keep going on this thing every two months, like checking my entire history <laughs> to make sure there's not something I'm going to get canceled for. Oh, my God. So I just deleted the whole thing. Yeah, that's a way different uh, reason that I want to yeah. get rid of it. <laughs> I get sucked into you get you start the, you like pick Internet fights all the time I on there know. using our joint account. <laughs> no, it's sort of for per, for promotion. Look, I want to listen. I want to listen to the, right to the cyberbully uh, podcast. No, no, I'm really not fighting with anybody. But there's um, there's a, a a lot of discourse surrounding the Verve Pipe tweeting about getting volunteers to do merch, unpaid volunteers to do merch well, at their shows. If they volunteer, who cares? Yeah. So there's a lot of people coming down and saying that's exploitive and stupid and like do I'm glad we found merch? our we found our si our counter argument to andrew's argument right now this is perfect let's let's debate let's get to it they were only freshmen andrew oh. opening statements um <laughs> high school um, debate team you you don't believe that they for should the ask for volunteers me, to sell merch i could not remember what fuck? made us think Look, I look. I even listened to their new record today. Why? Not new, twenty twenty one. I don't know because I'm just sitting at my desk. Like, I want to know what current verb verb pipe is doing that we need to be touring on it. And I got through the first couple songs. It's okay, but then it's like sad, like a new Bush album. This is you know, now that I'm thinking about it, <laughs> take this time. I to see. Do okay, I see. No, are you done arguing? Because I really see no. You're you making really a horrible. <laughs> I'm making a horrible mistake. You're making a horrible argument. This is a terrible argument. No, it's a bad. I'm not trying to make a good argument. It's, Look, yeah, I think the, like just don't. You know, if you're gonna, if you're a band that has, you know, 95 million streams on one of your songs, and you're asking people to volunteer to do merch for you, that's kind of a wild thing. But maybe yeah. they're doing it to have some sort of engagement with their fans. I think it's just trying to get free labor. Uh, Who yeah. cares? I don't know. It just feels like, <laughs> hey, fan, come get like a little closer. Well, this is yeah. This is kind of the problem I had with music photography for years. Is there is a lot of people who are willing to do it for free just for access. You know? Yeah, if some right. loser wants and, to do your and, merch for free, and it dilutes it dilutes the wider market. So all those professional merch slingers out there, Me. it's really taken a hit on their, uh, you know, their it, it lowers their rate for the whole industry. You know, does it? I just feel like it makes those bands that do that just look bad. Oh, it looks cool. I mean, do you really want like some nerd Verve Pipe fan to be handling your merch? You know, I don't know. That there is was a thing like there was somebody who said, uh, I would love to volunteer and then take all the cash before the set was over. <laughs> okay, that, yeah. and I thought that was genius. the sickest thing I've ever that, heard. That is really say. good. I thought, it, I thought it was gonna be guy. the uh, I thought it was gonna be that. Like, I, um, do you remember that tweet that went around 
during one of the many school shootings that was like, I volunteer to guard the school free of charge. Ugh. I'm sure all my former veteran brothers will do the same. And it was like a picture of like a 65 year old man in like full level three tack gear. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, I feel like that's the same people who are willing to sell merch, except they're wearing like a, like a Kohl's ACDC graphic tee. How much I hate like Twitter period. The other thing that gets me riled up is the gun debate. Oh, yeah? And it's everywhere. It's, like, inescapable. I want to read comedy bullshit. You know what I mean? Like, I want to hear people's take about literally anything else other than, well, the Second Amendment says, or Well, all three of us have sold merch then, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, so I, I think I'm qualified for this argument. I think if some loser fan wants to do merch for free... They should be able to. I'd rather have that guy doing merch than some prick in a Morrissey shirt who is mean to everybody. That might have been me. <laughs> That's why I said this you is a perfect scarred me. The um yeah, I don't know. It's a uh, friend of the pod, Jesse Maz, is like a she'll like I think like the Fillmore. She is like one of the merch, like the house merch people. You know? And you get mm-hmm. someone who's, like, good at merch, especially if you're a band that's selling, like, 40 different shirts. Like, it really pays to have someone who knows what they're doing. Yeah, I mean, You know? Yeah. So I've seen people, Dude, like, I get ran... flustered with, like, four shirts and still don't know how to, like, fucking make change or, like, grab a mm-hmm. size, you know? Yeah, that that's intense. I ran the Shogun tent at uh, This Is Hardcore, like, three or four years in a row with two other people and it was like you know 10 tables of just (laughs) five thousand shirts so many different we were doing shirts for like every band at that time um and dealing with fucking hardcore kids buying merch is a goddamn nightmare the worst yeah they're like is this all style or uh (laughs) or uh, Gildan this Ring is printed Spawn. on what's what's the one right now that I love? Comfort colors. Comfort colors. Comfort colors. The yeah. damn yeah. best shirt I've ever put on in my life. Comfort colors is pretty. I solid. feel like every ten. So she get that shit garment dyed. Woo. Every ten years, you get like that shirt that fits that period of time perfectly. Uh, remember the um, American Apparel Tri Blend, like oh, Heather yeah. Gray. Oh, oh my we've, god, we've talked about it extensively. Yeah, that's like cursive. A cursive shirt would be yeah, printed right. on that. An all style shirt is like, uh, like Fury of Five or something. Or like, <laughs> wait, no, that's too like all style. I don't know. That's more like boxy. So yeah, maybe like so like fat guys with tiny arms, like most hardcore. <laughs> yeah, everyone guys. at this is hardcore <laughs> in a fucking Hawaiian shirt. Yeah, we're gonna. I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want beef. They I all want to look make like Romeo. Bands, they want to look like Leonardo DiCaprio and Romeo oh, and Juliet. Oh, That's doesn't? the vibe. Who does Only with like Air Max nineties. <laughs> uh, yeah, I haven't been to a show in a while. The last show I went to was fucking. Fucking dude, I don't even know. I went to a I show. Think... Not. It wasn't that long ago. It was a few months ago, but I can't remember what show it was. I was trying to go see Hundred Demons. Um, and death threat in Connecticut, but Shit. I ended up being in LA, and That's I was supposed to go to LA. That's a great place to see 100 Demons. 
Yeah, I mean, it would have been great. I wish I went, but... Who was the original singer of 100 Demons? Bruce yeah. Page. Yeah, yeah. I, I used think? to hang with him a lot when I lived in Western Mass. He would come out to all the Holyoke Waterfront shows. Is that where you're from? No, I went to school up there. Oh, okay. Yeah, I went to a lot of shows at the... Uh, what's it called? The the Waterfront? Yeah, what is no, it? The, well, yeah, the Waterfront, Uh, but the... What's that fucking venue? Yo, the I bet pal- you Dan's Palladium? not punk What's enough. there? I'm oh, like... the Palladium. The Worcester Palladium? Yeah, in Worcester. Yeah, oh. yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. When, but... when were you up there that way? I lived what? in Connecticut for... um, God, like four years or something. Oh, worst shit. place well, I was working at Shogun. Terrible place. Um, Connecticut's I loved it. Oh, it's where did you work in Connecticut? When? What years? No, no, where? Oh, in Waterbury. Oh, I don't even know what Waterbury is. (laughs) I know where Waterbury is. Yeah, Uh, Waterbury. Connecticut. I think it's the state with the most wealth displacement, I think. Or wealth division. Wild place. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's wild um, how it changes, like, from town to town. But, yeah, I mean, there's, like, Bridgeport, New Haven. I think at one point there were more cities in Connecticut, which is actually a really small state. Uh, that were on like the top ten or top twenty list of worst cities in America. Oh yeah, that, uh, Hartford, that Bridgeport, New Haven. Yeah. Uh, but then also but yeah, some I like the there. richest communities as well. It's wild. Yeah, I mean, like go like to like Stanford, Westport. Yeah, or Stanford. Uh, is it Stam? Yeah, Stamford. Yeah, wherever Stanford. WWE is uh, is located. That's in uh, Norwalk. Is it Norwalk? I always yeah. see the flag driving on the highway. I've only ever um, stopped a couple times. I got I got pizza once in New Haven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At Sally's. Good. Yeah, yeah. Um, the other place I had the Louis lunch. Oh, hamburger. yeah, classic. Um, and then I got donuts in in Danbury. Okay. Yeah, I did. And that's it. I don't know anything else about that state other than I've, that highway I've fucking at, sucks. I've peed at the Danbury McDonald's on Ooh. multiple occasions. Guys, you're just a f- so offensive right now. Like, the LNG in New London was one of the best venues. I, I, I've I, never been to LNG. Oh, wait. No, I have. I've been there. I saw With Honor do the reunion show there. <laughs> Ooh. oh shit that was fun new yeah, london's a the cool LNG spot is great and then we uh we Go used to, the, to do the this wallingford fest. the wallingford vfw kid you know yeah the wallingford uh i've been to well, the wallingford vfw a, as well there's a bar in meriden called scotty o'boyles uh where um my friends used to do like a reggae night it was i mean i I really enjoyed living there because we just kind of like made stuff happen, you know. Uh, nice. We did. There was that theater in Hartford. I'm like, uh, it's so weird. I literally have. I think I have amnesia or something. But there's a what? theater in Hartford um, What's that it we did a fest at, and the fest that we did, um, it was it was so sick. We had. Uh, uh, the trouble play um what's the name had, of that venue it's called something fucking theater i don't know something arts no am i thinking somewhere else yeah i don't know 
Western Mass is a wild show place ones. for shows, though. <clears throat> I did the Palladium all the time. Holyoke Waterfront all the time. I used to shoot at Dad City and Amherst, which found out was like a, a, fr- a person I met later that was their house, like their college house, that I ended oh, up and meeting the person like 10 years later. Um, did, did you go to any shows in Boston? Not too many. Uh, I went to like the Middle East a few times, but there was so yeah. much stuff in Western Mass and at the Palladium that like you didn't like need to go out that way, you know? Yeah. The yeah. last time I went to the Palladium, I think... I saw like King Diamond. Oh shit! Which yeah, was you're like so a sick. real hardcore person, and not <laughs> like if you, yeah, if you're out seeing 100 Demons, like and King I Diamond, saw, like King, you're not. I saw King Diamond. You're not fucking well, I, around. I had a King. I had a King Diamond cover band with <laughs> what? Yeah, the I fuck? was Queen. I was Queen Diamond <laughs> with uh, with Rick from 100 Demons um, and his son. Uh, this guy, uh, Larry Dwyer, he is a ripper. Um, uh, who else was in the band? Oh, Ryan Adams. He's in this band called not, not the, that Ryan. Yeah, Adams. That's that's the one. Ryan Adams. No, that's Brian Adams. Um, Ryan Adams was in this band, uh, is, or was in this band, uh, Ipsissimus. Um, and, uh, the drummer was Dave russo who was uh the original hate breed drummer okay um so it was like a pretty sick i felt like oh my god this is this is the best and yeah that's we the super played, group like, two shows it was so <laughs> sick that, like plant those those guys the way they played those songs they're really hard songs i mean the guitar solos are fucking crazy um yeah it was sick it was a sick band, so I had fun in Connecticut, honestly. Yeah, that's wild. And I did like roller derby, which is <laughs> so. Wow. Wait, what wait, was what? what was your roller derby name? What was your derby uh, name? Flash Gorgeous. Okay, that's, that's pretty Flash. good. All right, go it's, Flash. Okay, um, so it's not like I know Flash Gordon, whatever. It's like kind of meta because it's not a reference to Flash Gordon. It's a reference to this movie uh, called Out of the Blue, with um with dennis hopper and linda mans Why? i feel um, like that it's come up recently in the zeitgeist i've seen people like post about out of the blue recently strange but she had uh like she would sit in her dad's uh truck and she would use the cb radio and she would that was the name she gave over the radio flash oh. gorgeous so i took it from that so kind of obscure nice criterion reference not other people i skated with were like well, not they didn't not really the get roller it, derby but... crowd thing yeah no but what i was wasn't the, what was the team name oh uh fuck um the iron angels oh that's a good one <laughs> sounds Dude, vaguely it's so uh, embarrassing tell me, a little bit about, tell me a little bit about your uniform i worked for a company that was roller derby adjacent for a little bit what and, what what was what line of business? Sourpuss clothing. Oh yeah, with the like skull and crossbones. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I worked and for the them for a while. They yep. have and sleeves. The Those are so good. If you're a junkie, yeah. you can just like get the oh sleeves. Oh my god, that's yeah. I wore a lot of sourpuss clothing. Like, uh, I feel like 
Unless it's that baby clothes. Am I? Am I mean, I... it's both. Yeah, yeah, no, you're, <laughs> adult you're baby right. clothes. Yeah. The um. Well, I just felt like one of the big things. Every all the most of the uh, women that work there were involved in roller derby, so they were making like socks, like over the calf socks, um, mm-hmm. and that was like the thing they would import them and sell fucking an obscene amount of these fucking socks did they have like a bow and then like the yeah, cr- the crossing uh, ribbons in the back yeah it was all that shit what a fucking wild i love uh, i was more of like a life. trip nyc gal because oh i grew uh, up classic. in new york yeah like trash and vaudeville uh-huh. and search and destroy had, oh god uh, that's too punk for me i know our r.i.p jimmy webb for real oh, to a, yeah. a yeah. real one jimmy did die yeah what a what a, the sweetest man on the planet nicest person I've so ever you met. guys aren't punks like what you like like uh i just said the day or whatever i just told you i was friends with jimmy webb come on give me some credit dude everyone was he literally <laughs> he was like the pope like saint francis like I, everyone got blessed by jimmy i i love that um search and destroy is still there though it's kind of the last holdout but that place is, it has to be, like, just off-putting enough to keep people out, like normies. Because if you go in there and, like, look at the search and destroy... You mean the, there's, like, a skeleton, like, a no, plastic but, like, if skele- you look at like skeleton on the stairs? Uh, it is pretty spooky. Um, but the, you look through, like, the search and destroy shirts, and it's just, like, women shitting into people's mouths. <laughs> and it says search and destroy, <laughs> like, with their company logo. Like, oh, and then they're selling an Adidas tracksuit for like uh, two hundred and forty dollars. Nice, that's how dude. You I need it. that. They have that. Oh yeah, they got, they got some one. really nice track jackets back there. I haven't been in there in ages. It's, I went to the Sock Man recently. <laughs> oh, the Sock. He is like a, a brick and mortar location now, right? Yeah, <sighs> on St. Mark's. It's yeah, across th- from Fun City. I get tattooed there a lot. So. Oh shit! Nice. The sock man, um, another another institution. I've never been blessed by the sock man, unfortunately. Only Jimmy. Well, I don't know who the sock man is. He could be like is a there fabled... a sock man, or is it more an idea? <laughs> it's, it's the idea of the sock man. It's the royal sock man. It's like, everybody. The royal sock man. Got it. <laughs> He's an entity that lives amongst us, like a like a like a mist, an aerosol. That's the dream. That's the um, dream. We we breathe them in in and out every day. Uh, <laughs> Wait, so are you both from Jersey? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Where at? I grew up in Hamilton, right outside of like Princeton, Trenton. And, you don't and say Trenton first. What? You don't say Trenton first. Trenton. Princeton is more. Yeah, more affluent. Yeah. Distinguished. I get it. Okay. See, I would go Trenton first. Anyway, um, I, I feel grew like up... more people know where Princeton is than people know where Trenton is. Really. Yeah, I guess you're right. I actually, I don't. I think that most people would think that Trenton, uh, that Princeton's in North Jersey. Anyway, I I grew up in South Jersey, like 20 minutes outside of Philly. Why don't you say Philly? Because we're from Jersey. Yeah, because I'm from New Jersey. Philadelphia. <laughs> Same Philly. reason I say I'm from Jersey City and not New York, like a lot of people who live in Jersey City say. Where are you from, like Cherry Hill or some shit? I'm from Mount Laurel, Cherry Hill adjacent. Dude, there's a Maggiano's oh, over yeah, there. there. That's is. so good. <laughs> oh, man. Right there at the Cherry Hill Mall. I love how freewheeling this episode is. This is wild. 
I'm uh, sorry. I want no. no I love it. Good. It's great. It We're good. all learning about each other in real time. <laughs> uh, the um, can I tell you a quick story about restaurants at the Cherry Hill Mall? Um, yeah. There's a Bahama Breeze at the Cherry Hill Mall, and if you go in there, I don't know if it's still open. I had a friend who worked there when it opened, um, and they were trying to put up like a tchotchke with a steak knife. And I got up on a table and did it. I didn't even work there. So you can what still see my... breeze? I don't even know what that is. Yeah, yeah you said a, a lot of words. I'm, I'm still... <laughs> you gotta back it up, bro. Look, Bahama um, breeze. Think about Cheesecake Factory with like a Caribbean vibe. <laughs> That's the dream. Yeah. Instead of a, a weird Egyptian vibe for some reason? You know, it was one of those places... I had a friend who worked there, so I sort of hung out a little bit. But it was one Love of those that. restaurants where everybody fucked each other. Which I, I guess is most restaurants. That's most restaurants, right? yeah. It's such a wild existence for restaurant people. God it's, fucking it's, bless It's them. an unsustainable life. If you like meet a lifer server or like a lifer bartender, like it's a totally different world to live in. Especially when you like work a, like a double and then you go out to like an after hour spot. What do you so what do you think the ideal career trajectory for someone who's a mixologist is for a mixologist yeah, yeah. i don't want to say bartender because um i guess you could become like a bar but manager wait, wait 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 the 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 trajectory doesn't start with mixologist mixologist sounds like some advanced whoa, 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 you can't start to... at mixologist you have wait, to start, wait, 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 at... start at bar back wait let's wait. say an aspiring a bar back wait wait back it up all that andrew okay what's bahama breeze <laughs> <laughs> It's like, yeah, it's still unclear. There's a walk-in. It's like a less casual Panera. Less casual Panera. It's like a rougher crowd. It's a food line outside yeah, of a, a people. An Episcopalian church. The servers all wear like Hawaiian style shirts. If that yes. tells you anything, like uh, it's it's, it's a, like Caribbean it's a Romeo though, plus so Juliet not... themed restaurant. Sure. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, it's it's a, this is hardcore themed restaurant. Yeah, a, yeah. <laughs> a Boz Lerman production. Oh, Boz Hell Lerman yeah. presents this is hardcore. I'm here for at it. At Bahama what? Breeze. Uh, okay, so yeah, uh, you think that a bar? I think a bartender. You can start a bartender. You don't have to start at bar back necessarily. No, but I'm saying like Bye. I want I want you to tell me where you think that career ends up. Like, what's the a apex sommelier. of that? It ends, up, it, it ends up with advanced liver disease, but yeah, right. yeah, or or you, like, do you, you think a, tra- you you end up transcending and becoming a consultant somehow? Yeah, or like a like a bar manager where you're like creating the drinks, like you do the you know the bar the 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 alcohol program for a restaurant. I know that's right. a thing. So you're the Justin <laughs> Long in she's just not he's just not that into you. I haven't seen that movie. I haven't seen what that movie. Are you fucking serious? Fuck the two is. I think. Uh-huh. I think. Let's the watch it right now, Dan. Put it on <laughs> share screen. <laughs> if you, it's a, it's a carpe noctum tattoo right across your titties. Uh huh. Um, In black and, lighting, or and no, no, like throat tattoo, chest cleavage tattoo, okay. carpe noctum. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And calling. Uh people baby Ooh, mm. that sounds like a pretty nice like hey baby nice how life. are you what's up i hun? i literally i um 
I was somewhere with uh, this guy I was dating and uh, I saw this girl I knew and she came up to me and was like, hey, baby. And then she said, hey, baby, to him. And he was like, is she a bartender? And I was like, yes. Just constantly doing shots of Fernet Branca, you know? Shots? Is that you drink shots of that? Yeah, that's the that's the the bartender's handshake. A nice mm, neat see. pour of Fernet. I don't like know where the, you uh, go. I like the half a shot of mezcal with uh, Amaro Nonino on top. Ooh, that does sound good. That's a smoky it's drink. Delicious. Nice. Dude, if I drank anything, it would be like... The only drink that looks good to me is like a Negroni, I think. Oh, it Dual does Negroni. look good. Do you know, I paid a We're ridiculous the amount of money. Season now. It's gin and tonic season now. Oh, I paid a ridiculous well, I... amount of money for a Negroni on tap that I think like wasn't uh, revealed to be on tap previously. Are you not a, a cocktail on tap kind of guy? No, no, no. I'm okay with it, but I think it, it should come at a lower price point than one that's What's the most money you've ever spent on a on a Negroni? Twenty bucks, maybe. I don't think I could bring myself to spend more than twenty dollars. I spent twenty six once. Like and it was at, at an airport it was at bar? Starbucks Reserve. Oh, get the fuck out of here! That's you your have own alcohol fault. Then. There? Yeah, fuck it was. Yeah. It was one of the better, one of the better Negronis I've ever had, and it was a non tipping establishment, so. It really only, it wasn't in, that much in, more expensive. In New York? Yeah. I've never been to the one here. There's one in Milan, though, like right next to Duomo, which is the most overwhelming building. Uh, <laughs> it's just like, it's so gilded mm-hmm. and intense that you just like don't know where to stare. You know, you're like, what? I don't even know what to look at. There's so many details um it's a cathedral obviously yeah um and uh yeah it's like i i feel like the way when i look at that building the way i feel is like you know maybe this is just me but like sometimes i look at like angelina jolie and i'm like ah i like wince a little bit because i'm like (laughs) i know you're like perfect but it's like not like prime Angelina Jolie, I'm like something's wrong. It's like, like an uncanny valley many... kind of situation. Yeah, exactly. Um, but that's how Duomo is. But there's a Starbucks reserve right next to it, which is also in like an ancient Italian uh, building. Yeah. Um, and it is very nice. <laughs> it is nice. I went I there like, in Milan. I, I feel like you're someone who's spent a lot of time in like Belgium. Ooh, Belgium. Seem like a like a like a hanging out in Germany girl for the for the nightlife. Okay, well that's two different places. <laughs> uh, I have never been to Belgium as far as I can remember, but yeah, Berlin. Um, oh, Berlin. Maybe that's, I'm thinking of like Bergheim. Yeah, think, that's Berlin, right? I think when we met, yeah, I think when we met, I was going to Berlin a lot. But yeah, I spent a lot of uh, hours in Bergheim for been, sure. There's a few. I don't think yeah. they never let me in. There's no uh, you're way. Probably right. There's no way they'd let me in. Yeah, and it's really yeah. There's like the bouncer there. I can't remember his name, but he's like he's a famous like, guy, right? He's like yeah. He's got like a tattoo on his like, face, like, like razor Mike Tyson. wire tattooed on his face. There's or a, something. You, wait, you're telling me there's a famous bouncer? He's the most famous bouncer in the world. I mean, he's been running the door for like 20 years. He wrote a book. 
Um, what was the book called? Bird I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna search book. most famous. Where's Jamie? We need world. a Jamie. <laughs> um, Sven Markart, and the name of the book is, um, it's called Dark Rooms. No. Oh my God! Can you guys oh hear that? God, no, it's, it's in right my ears. There. I don't know this guy's name or this book's name. I was hoping you would reveal Ten. the name of the book at the end of the drum roll, but it's it's uh how how to get into there's a how to get into Berghain app apparently. <laughs> yeah, Andrew, okay, are you so it's called, No, it's called I'm learning about it in real time. Leben. <laughs> Die Nacht ist Leben, which means the night is life. Wow. Ooh, yeah, Ber- Berghain is a is an insane place. Uh mostly like a queer community kind of meetup spot. You know? There's a there's a Shiza room. I've never been. So they have like nights and parties that women can't get into, but um nice. I did have the sort of Sounds. quintessential Berghain experience of being at Panorama Bar and it was like seven in the morning. That's the top floor, seven in the morning, and they have these legendary basically it's like an old um like electric plant or something like that. Yeah, it's an old and power plant. In the top they have these shutters. Um and there's one bartender there that has control over the shutter. So that that goes back to um to Andrew's like uh, bartending hierarchy. If you're the bartender with the control, the electrical control of the shutters at Berghain, that's like probably <laughs> the best. That is the best job. Um so uh every once in a while not every night but they'll flick the switch and the shutters will open and the sunlight will just come pouring in um and this you know there's like... all like smoke so the air is smoky and people are dancing and it's seven in the morning so it's like you're like you've already kind of peaked you're just like boots because yeah you like get in on a friday and you can stay until like monday morning right i have a very specific vision of what you're talking about and i'd like to share it with you it's pretty cool have you ever seen the end of from dusk till dawn (laughs) (laughs) no Oh, uh, when all the sunlight pours in and kills all, all the, the vampires. vampires start exploding. Oh, yes, it's like that, except it shudders, right? So it's like yeah. slices of light. Wow. It's not just and like it's not light set in the in whole like place. Mexico or wherever they were. <laughs> nope, it's in no. the center of Berlin. No, and there's foxes around, so like when this you're This blows my home, mind. I mean like it makes sense. Like there's a like most famous barista so it's not an insane concept that there's Who's like that? a most what like right now? Yeah, check I would your, say check ball. your check your living breathing list of who's currently at the top of the charts right now. I would of, say that Morgan Eckhoff is the is the is the most famous barista right now. I'll take your word for it. That sounds like a niche celebrity. It's to a me. very niche, but I'm saying like. The most famous bouncer is a similarly niche thing. That's true. But I guess well, like he's he's got... a, he doesn't let anybody in. Yeah. And you have to like it's a, you have to follow like a very specific set of the, rules. Is the bar Yeah, you go angry in this room and they he... fucking put a sticker on your phone and they put all your shit in a bag and then they like 
molest you to see if you have GHB. Oh, nice. But you can have any other drug. You can oh, have like loaded needles. And okay, be can, like, I, cool. I, can I ask you a stupid, a more stupid question? Is there a cover to get into these bars? I don't know. I've never paid. I'm a woman. Good answer. <laughs> That's the difference between you and I. <laughs> but yeah, Bert. Bert and Hine, I'm a punk. Yeah, That's Bert the Hine, other difference. <laughs> where they'd see me coming in a polo and they'd yeah. say, "There's a saves the day fan." <laughs> I. Uh, but yeah, it's it's notoriously like a place where apparently they they've been forced to tone it down. But there used to be like a I think it's closed now. Forced so by I who? think this whole conversation is kind of like a moot point because oh, I'm really? pretty sure I'm pretty sure Berghain shut down. Really? Yeah. Can What's we that Bouncer going to do? <laughs> He's he, he. That's why I think that's probably why he wrote a book. Wow! Imagine the the calls he gets to bounce other places. Ooh. Like doing doing a guest bouncer night. We should get the- him at Paul's Baby Ground. <laughs> Can I tell you that I was um, He's bouncing at pianos now? <laughs> no, it's like him and Ludwig, at, yeah. or him and Fabrizio at Paul's Casablanca. Oh, you can't get in unless you're wearing a scarf in mm-hmm. the summer. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I go there and hang out, uh, and uh, it's so fun to like stand by the door. And just be like, all right, who are we letting in tonight? Man. Every once in a while, Ludwig will be like, all right, who do you, what do you think? And I'm uh. like, not tonight, guys. Sorry. <laughs> and I feel like this, this sense of power. You're the door like, consultant. <sighs> and then I like walk home, like my, I'm like on fire. I'm just like, all right, I'm ready. Uh. I'm going to go fucking do some crimes. Oh man, that's how, like, that's how cops feel every day of their life. Can you imagine? It, literally, it, it must be. It's so you know, powerful. I feel like I feel like I would I would want that guy, you know, to know who I am. I feel like I would try to get back in that line over and over again. Well, if you wear <laughs> you know, like stand stand right in front of him and say, "Are you out there? Do you, you can hear wear me? a polo shirt, but it has to be fair. Can I call you? Do you still hate me?" Upon, yeah, oh, yeah. You're, tra- you're transitioning. I, I see Is what you're doing. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks. I took that one seriously. Uh, you know, it's weird because uh, I called Dan today. He asked me, uh, he hit me up over the weekend and then he asked me to like pick a record. And that was the first one that came to mind. And then I called him today. I was like, I feel like such a fucking poser because yeah, like you, I'm not from Oakland. I'm like, I just like the record. And he's you have like, a lot oh. of internal turmoil about choosing a a well known record. Mind <laughs> you, know. like two weeks ago, we talked about Lincoln Park, <laughs> like oh the God. most high, the highest that. selling record of 2001. <laughs> Guys, so. I went to see Limp Bizkit, um last year, and it was great. I heard it was good. Year? I heard I heard people yeah, last year. I heard the scene report from that tour was was fantastic. At MSG. Yeah. Jesus. Can wild. I tell yeah. you? I think um I think Fred Durst has aged wonderfully. He's yeah, he a, looks good. He's a decent like, looking old guy. I sort of like <clears throat> I think he's got a great general vibe going on right now. You know, the yeah, beard he's... suits him well. Didn't he dress he's like an a... old man for some reason on the last like album? They put out a song. No, he dressed recently. like a Chucky doll. He was wearing <laughs> oh, like a he was terrifying. wearing like a like a blue jumpsuit. Um Ooh. and I don't know if it was a wig or if his hair is long and a baseball hat. He looked and he's like real small, you know? He is a small man, for sure. Is he really um, small? 
Uh, what's, I don't what's, know. He looks Let's pull up Fred Durst's height right now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they played uh, Scowl opened. It was sick. Oh, fuck. Scowl opened? Yeah. For, uh, yeah well, that's why I went. I didn't go for Limp Bizkit. <laughs> uh, um, I reached out to Kat to come on the pod, and she, she saw it and did not respond. She left me on red. Oh, no. Oh, shit. But well, mind you, playing. like... They just played at... Um, yeah, they just did the uh, flat spot record spotlight thing, right? Yeah, and they yeah, were with, at um, with speed. what's it called? Um, Monarch. Uh, rough trade. Rough, oh, rough trade. trade. Yeah. Yeah. Fred Durst is five foot eight. So yeah, he's short. That's pretty that short. Small man. He's a short uh, king. But yeah, Scow, uh They're interesting. We just had uh, we just had Zach from Jell on, which was a lot of fun. Oh, that's sick. Jell, fucking um, their their new record. If people haven't checked it out, it's so fucking good. It is real good. The LP, it's a, a tight 16-minute LP, which I love. Oof. So good. Uh, and honestly, the, is, uh, the new Scowl Scal- EP is interesting. They kind of went a different route. What's it called? Something Dance Floor? Psychic Dance flowers, Routine? Psychic Dance. Oh, I said Flowers on the... Yeah, I think it was. Uh, it's called This Brilliant Dance by Dashboard Confessional. Um, <laughs> oh, God. But, uh, but yeah, very, very... Yeah, I hit her up, and then they got way too big <laughs> and all of a sudden they're she's like she's cool just keep hitting her up she's rad yeah, I've just keep harassing her yeah we'll she do. has great it, stage presence oh no as um, a front person she's incredible yeah she's so sick um but uh but yeah you you yeah. were having you were having second thoughts about choosing this jawbreaker record but the funny thing is i feel like jawbreaker is literally the only band we've ever talked about multiple times Really? Well, because they're the best band. Because I think also while we were really? spending time together, uh, it was right around the Jawbreaker reunion. So it was like top of mind um, like a few years ago, you know? Well, so you're it's like, always you kept top ask, of mind. I think you I asked me these... like 12 times if I was going to the reunion. <laughs> and did I was you? Not. No, I didn't. Shut you up. did. You asked me a lot. You're, you couldn't wait. So it made sense that you picked Jawbreaker. So I'm like, oh, she loves Jawbreaker. Loves. Well, it. yeah. I mean, Can't they are my favorite. They are my favorite, and I don't like. Um, I go through heavy phases with them with different records specifically. Like mm-hmm. you know, I'll have like my unfun moment, my bivouac moment, my 24 hour revenge therapy moment, and then dear you is the one i wanted to do i think because that's the most controversial but yeah well you, you mentioned know. 24 hour and then you wanted the switch to dear you and i said Mm-mm-mm. no 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 Bad <laughs> that was episode one yeah we already did yeah. it and i think we did a, did a, uh, a disservice i listened back to some of it uh, we still to prepare it out. for today I have, you know, I need to keep my opinions a little more neutral. <laughs> Why? I you shit not into, all you over don't that like record. It? No, but I love it. I, I listened to it recently. I think if you love it, that gives you, you know, if you love it at heart, it gives you space to critique, you know? I think that, and, and you know, I, we're going to talk about it over and over again right now, but, you know, I think that there's... Like hearing somebody write really great songs and then thinking like, you know, this could be better. Like I would like this more if it were like what this. What the fuck? Um, yeah, and it's a it's a it's a wild mindset. That reminds oh me of God. people who are like looking at like Andy Warhol's art uh-huh. and they're like, I could have done that. No, and it's like, no, 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 yeah, but no. you didn't. I think it's the opposite. I think that I love it so much. I'm like, 
Like objectively, most of the guitar on this record sounds like horseshit. <laughs> yeah, it's I recorded guess very if you're poorly. Talking, yes, and sure. like I think that stylistically, it wasn't at, uh, you know, who recorded? I think like Steve Albini, probably. Yeah, probably. Steve Albini yeah, recorded like, this, and then they like kind of said it sounded like shit, and then re-recorded some stuff. Right, which is crazy. Like. Somewhere there exists a Steve Albini version of this record that I'll never fucking hear. Yeah. It's like gotta be out there, right? Dude, it's yeah, on Spotify. Wait. What? There's like alt takes on Spotify. Oh, I was just oh, looking today because I was are? like, damn, I haven't listened to this record in a while. Are those are those the Steve Albini versions? I mean, I guess it would make I sense don't... that they were. Because there oh, is like I, I know, know they redid I they did Boxcar slower without Beanie. I intentionally didn't listen to the bonus tracks because I didn't want to be swayed. Interesting. What would it sway you to do? Well, no, I was just trying to talk about the original release. It's the only thing I've heard. Do you want want me to put on a first moment, uh, a little bit of Boxcar Alternative? Yeah. Can we confirm this is Boxcar Slowed Down? I mean, this version is only five seconds slower than the other version. Definitely a slower tempo, though. There's stuff I like about it and stuff I don't. Do you guys prefer... What what version of Blake's voice do you... Not this one. Dear You is my preferred. I'm actually like Jets to Brazil. Oh my god, I'm Orange Rhyming Dictionary every day. Oh, yeah. Oh my god. Uh, That's a trick question. It was a trick question. (laughs) The answer is not Jawbreakers. Although, I would say on that first uh, Forgetters full Oh my god. I think there's a lot of really great like artist fully realized moments. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever listened, to, Dan. If you've ever listened to that record, not uh, I've listened to it here and there, but not yeah, in a, very, in a distinctive good. way. One of the best uh, songs they ever did was that uh, they did that um, psychedelic furs cover, right? Um, I don't know what it's called, but it's like "Into You Like a Train" or whatever. Um, maybe it's I don't know. In I don't know what it's called. That's the words though, but uh, it's fucking. It's so good. It's like their version of it. Um, but yeah, Jets to Brazil, Blake, just uh just as an aside, Dan, Chinatown is like a perfect song. Yeah. Best yeah. song ever. I've been I've it's, been told that. The whole middle of that record, Chinatown, Sea Anemone. Uh, Dude, what's that, the last song yeah, on that record? Or gutted that, by that the one at the end that everyone talks about. Sweet Avenue. Sweet Avenue, do, yeah. Do, 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 do. Mm-hmm. That's such a sick riff. If you never put that on a mix for a girl, I don't know if I can fucking trust you. I mean, sorry. For a person. I got sorry. I'm sure you got a lot of mixes. Did boys give you mixes? Is that a thing? <laughs> Dude, mi- mixes from okay, mixes from boys who had older sisters oh, is like man. that was my gateway. It's a lot of the holy music. grail. Yeah, a lot of uh, yeah. Veruca Salt on there. Oh, yeah. No, I, I of... got a mix. Okay, I got a the mix Letters once. to Cleo. Um, to I was probably like 13, maybe 14 when I got my first mix. And it was this kid who had an older sister. And it had 
uh it had the smiths on it it had jawbreaker on it has cursive on it it had it had like a whole just like it 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 didn't have a genre it was just like the sister was like here's music Mm. um (laughs) yeah uh sounds like a like a mix i would make the first time i got on like wi-fi napster or like (laughs) what uh i don't think napster ever existed in the wi-fi age at least not in the in the form when it was good no what was the fast internet broadband what what yeah i guess oh the internet that everybody had at college that cable I internet oh yeah, t1 connections yeah yeah yeah, yeah. enterprise i did not connections. go to college i missed that oh uh, man internet. no i didn't go to, i didn't go to sleepway college either um but i had <laughs> friends that did around that time so i would go and like abuse the drexel internet where'd you go seton hall Rutgers. me no i went to the art institute of philadelphia thank you Oh, I so you the, commuted? The worst for yeah, yeah. I commuted from Lambertville, New Jersey. Sick. I, know I said it so weird. <laughs> Lambertville. Lambertville. Uh, yeah. So this record, I mean, because I'm I'm a dear back you to fan. This record. I'm a dear you fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do love all the discourse around Jawbreaker. Of this is like peak selling out culture. When that was like mm-hmm. something that mattered to people, and Jawbreaker was such a direct hit from that, because they just got fucking leveled with every little thing they did was like talked about in Maximum Rock and Roll in a sense that was just like, you know, so much credibility was being thrown around. Like they got hit for like touring with Nirvana. They're like these fucking mm-hmm. sellouts touring with Nirvana. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And then, you know, they put this record out, and then apparently Blake had said that he would eat his hat if he ever signed to a major label, and then they Ooh, signed to Geffen, it? like, a year later. Did he eat the hat? No, but apparently that? someone wrote into Maximum Rock and Roll, some known person, I think it might even been, like, Ben Weasel, because they were friends with Ben Weasel for some reason at this time. Oh, man, I was just listening. Well, did you see my, I posted my dog because my dog slipped a disc in her back. And oh, she, I didn't see that. Oh, no. Yeah, and she took, uh, she got methadone and gabapentin for <laughs> oh, it. I'm like, how the fuck do I slip a disc, bro? She's on a pain <laughs> management program. Oh, uh, man. But no, I had posted it. I used Cindy's on methadone. But oh, um, yeah, yeah, I did see that. But they don't have the screeching weasel version. Oh, bummer. Yeah, yeah didn't fucking... he, anyway, didn't he punch a woman in the face at uh, South by Southwest? That's a, that's a crazy accusation. I don't know. He, I think he he threatened to. I know he like threw ice at a woman. That's like if, okay. That's like the equivalent of now being like that. Aziz Ansari is a rapist, and it's like <laughs> no, he got a blowjob. Oh, oh, let from me a let me let me uh, let me Google Ben Weasel abuse. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, Don't drag him through the mud if he's not. Screeching Weasel oh, members he... quit after singer attacks woman on stage. Yeah, yeah. But... What did she do though? Oh, uh, she threw ice at him. She did something. Was she asking for it? No, <laughs> is that what you're asking? No, I'm saying I'm saying it was not unprovoked. Okay. Okay. Like uh, he shouldn't have done it, obviously, but it wasn't unprovoked. She not that sprayed him with some liquid and struck Please, another I woman. In, 
I li- I've lived in New York. I've been sprayed with some liquid on the subway. <laughs> Dude, have I- you guys ever been to a Watane show? No, but I've heard it's of it. It's disgusting. They s- apparently they, they smell really bad. They smell. They smell, and there's blood. They have like buckets of pig's blood. Ooh. Um, yeah. Well, uh, young yeah, and in the way. Used- young and in the way used to do that too. It's so gross because it think, stinks. Yeah, Watain like apparently like buries their vests, their like battle vests in like in like decomposing pig holes or something. What the? <laughs> it's so dumb. Oh my god. Um, yeah, I I went. Um, I've seen them a bunch of times, but the last time I saw them was like a while ago. I was with uh my friend Paul, who's um he's in uh that band Black Anvil. Okay. Um, and my like boyfriend at the time, um, and we just left like so putrid. Ugh. No thanks. Sounds bad. Um. Yeah, it's so gross. They're also like but... not a good band either. <laughs> like, I I don't know. I, I just... don't know. Once in a while, I went to actually. Speaking of Baltimore, I went to Maryland Death Fest. Oh, oh hell yeah. Very popular. Um, when Venom played, oh, and it was like such a crazy thing because they were the last. It was the last set on the last day, and they like pulled the plug, and Venom hadn't played in like I don't know twenty years or something. Yeah, and they pulled the plug in the middle of the set. Um, Oof. and there's like all these like. There's all this lore around how there was a riot. There was no riot. I like went to the after show uh, and saw Portal play, but um, there was no riot. But people were bummed. Yeah, I can confirm there was not a riot. Okay, you you've heard it here first. Yes, there was no riot. But yeah, apparently, apparently Ben Weasel though was the first person to hear this record. Oh. Very strange. Apparently, right after they recorded with um, Albini, they, like, rushed over the next day to play it for Ben Weasel. Very weird. Wow. Very okay. weird crossover. Um, is Ben Weasel from the Bay Area? I guess. I mean, he... No, it... I don't know. Where... I. God, I wish I knew. Oh, now I'm Googling Ben Weasel. Where is Ben Weasel from? from? Home state. Ben, ben Weasel, too much airtime. <laughs> is it weird to get a jawbreaker tattoo at 34? I already have no, some. I don't but I just thought weird. of one the other day, like, I don't know, a few weeks ago, and I was like, I'm going to go do that finally. Ooh, we should get one that says Jinx removing. That, well, obviously, that's the one I was thinking of. I have a kiss the bottle tattoo. I have the fucking, I have, it's like, it, I have too many uh, mm-hmm. music tattoos. I also have. Um, have you ever seen my wrists? No. I have Nick Cave. <laughs> I just have his name. Because <laughs> I was always like, I really want a Nick Cave tattoo. And then I would like, I'd go on all these like Pokemon quests in my head of like what the best Nick Cave tattoo would be. And then I was like, oh wait, just his name. I'll just get his name. That's yeah. so funny. Yeah. Uh, that that's anyway. like uh, I think Chris Gethard has a Morrissey tattoo that just says Morrissey. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Sometimes you just have to like keep it real simple, you know. You know, you know. Uh, but yeah, Ben Weasel's from Illinois. Which is oh right, strange. okay, because they were in Chicago. That's that makes right. sense. That doesn't make yeah. sense. Okay, okay. Right. yeah. Um, 
But yeah, apparently they scrapped a lot of the Albini stuff and re-recorded it with Billy Anderson. Mm. So Albini took his name off the project and credited the engineering to his cat named Fluss. Okay. <laughs> what a wild Albini thing to do. Albini, uh, apparently he recorded... So apparently all this happened because he bought... He, he traded out his 8-track for a 24-track board mm. and then uh, recorded something like 100-plus bands in a year for multiple years. And they recorded this record in three days with him. Miserable. And uh, I think that's uh, sick. Dude. But apparently, they recorded in utero, like not too long before this record. Uh, to the point where there's, so... there's actually a link to in utero on Wikipedia as like a notable record recorded briefly before this one. Hmm. What about the Blake to Paul Westerberg vocal comparisons? That actually, I love that because. Of, like, the, the replacements, replacements? Yeah. yeah yeah the replacements when i was like 17 i was obsessed with the replacements because by the time i was 17 i was like um well i was a junkie first of all <laughs> so cool. i had Very moved cool. on i like wasn't listening to punk pretty much at all i was just listening to like peter murphy and like <laughs> The replacements and like weird like eighties music. Yeah, um, it's like the most uplifting shit. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, but yeah, the the Blake Blake sounding like Paul Westerberg. I mean, that I I actually like the vocals on this record. Yeah, I mean they're they're kind of what you think of when you think of this era of Jawbreaker. I mean, it's interesting how much he does kind of change it for Dear You a little bit. Well, uh, I don't think he changes it, think, it that much. No, it's, well, it's, it's, it's like, like it doesn't he have vocal surgery. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. it. But that was before this record came out. No, that was after this record. No, because literally the song "Outpatient" is about his vocal surgery. You can't huh. record a, a song later. I don't later. believe that. No, literally, that's what his fucking he had the surgery in like '92 or something. I don't think that's true. I I oh I've God. been doing the research. <laughs> I just thought of the most embarrassing story, like of Ooh, my life, that me. I still think about in the shower. Ooh, okay, I love these um, kind of cringe moments, dude. It's the most cringe thing I've ever done. Um, mm -hmm. Okay, so this hasn't—I mean, I guess there's like a vocal comparison here, but I—I I just uh, okay. So I was living in Connecticut, and um, I think okay. So in high school, before I like got into i don't know what i was into maybe like i was like 14 mm -hmm. i was really into alkaline trio as a 34 year old now at 14 would be um hey. i was obsessed with them i didn't get the tattoo i'm so glad i didn't um because i started getting tattooed around that time anyway and i always was like i'm gonna get an alkaline trio tattoo but i just ended up with a bunch of shitty other stuff hell yeah but anyway i was obsessed with alkaline trio um, and then like, what was your know, first thing, Alkaline Trio record? Uh, it was Good Morning, wow. and then I got into all the nice. ones before that. Wow! But that had just you're calling come us out. posers. Yeah. Come on, I think, dude, 
from Whatever. here to infirmary was the first. That was my first. Like somebody, somebody left it at my yeah. apartment. And was I revisit like, Goddammit occasionally, though. Goddammit is a great record. Yeah, they're all. Yeah, that's I the mean, one with the, ra- till... the tape on it, right? It's yeah. like got the, 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 uh, the, the alarm oh, clock. Okay. Yeah. 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 I oh, would God. say everything up to Crimson is good. Mm. They yeah, got some good mean, stuff. No, like it's a different it's a different alkaline trio than I wanted, but yeah, they get they get kind of spooky on the second album, and that's you know it's fine. Yeah, yeah I think like I the think Infirmary or some <laughs> no, not the Monster Mash. They did a they did like a Rocky Horror cover. Did they? Ugh. Yeah, like, I, I feel was like, like young at the time. Yeah, you know? Blake Blake Schwarzenbach had his surgery in two thousand or sorry uh, nineteen ninety nine, right around the time bivouac came out they were on tour for bivouac and he got the polyp. okay in 99 no way no 92 92 99 so they said when he and yeah something like when he got the after the surgery he like his voice was two octaves higher and he had to like break his voice in again uh-huh. okay wait i have to finish the story okay it's too <laughs> I have to get it off my chest. So, um, no. <laughs> so, uh, I was obsessed with the Alkaline Trio. And then uh, when I was living in Connecticut, uh, I think that they were, like, playing in New Haven or something. But for some reason, Matt Skiba and I were talking. Um, <laughs> okay. But I had I had met him uh, way earlier um, when I was living in L.A., because I was friends with um, this guy who, like, knew him. And I met him at a party. And then I went to, like, a studio where they were hanging out. Whatever. I met him a bunch of times. And then uh, he was friends with uh, my ex-boyfriend. And so when they, they came to Connecticut, uh, we were, like, chatting. Like, oh, yeah. He was, like, come to the show or whatever. And I don't know what possessed me. But I was, like... You guys like really sound like Jawbreaker. Did you know that? <laughs> and like literally, it was just like that was the end of our communication. Wow. I think like two years ago, I checked my Facebook and he had like liked something I posted. Oh, so I was nice. like, okay, we're it's everything's we're cool. Like he doesn't know who the fuck I am, but like <laughs> it was the most cringe. I think about that in the shower. Like I told Matt Skiba that he sounds like that alkaline trio sounds like jawbreaker like almost as like a like an insult like i wanted to prove to myself <laughs> that i was like above that i think it's it was okay. very much a dig i think it's okay to bring people down a step every now and again <laughs> Also, I think Matt Skiba, just like Dan Bassini, thinks too high of himself sometimes. <laughs> yeah, so he yeah. needs like some twenty-six-year-old yeah. like fucking roller derby loser <laughs> yeah. to tell him. Just that. yank yank him down one rung. He's so fine. He's Matt Skiba. What's funny is I didn't want to interrupt your story, but you've told me that story before. Okay, and I, good. I can't think of the context of why you would bring it up. Dude, because it's like I, I probably was thinking of it like seconds before I saw it. I think about it all the time. I think he told me that day I popped into the like the abandoned space on Canal Street and we were just like hanging out with your dog on like a folding table. Dude, the worst. So funny. I'm gonna apologize. I'm gonna send him like um like <laughs> Flowers. edible arrangements. <laughs> <laughs> Real spooky edible arrangements. Yeah. <laughs> 
oh, man. a bunch of black roses. I oh. had so many weird moments. Like, I don't know why. Like in my twenties, I was listening to Jawbreaker, like this record, so much. I had so many weird, like, just like embarrassing. I don't know. Like, I I associate Jawbreaker to a very to a time when I was very embarrassing to myself. It's perfect. That's why. That's why we love bringing up. These are the stories we want to hear. You know, these are uh, the times yeah. of our lives. But yeah, um, recorded like trash. I do. There was a certain kind of Jawbreaker fan when I was meeting people who were into Jawbreaker, like around Dear You. Really? Yeah. I don't like know. a Dear You fan, or like an no, angry like a Jawbreaker fan. fan. I mean, like, I think most Jawbreaker fans are like slightly more like well read than an average I think so Blake is very poetic oh. <laughs> Yeah Th- these these lyrics literally sound like journal entries a little bit Right this isn't th- what I guess what I'm trying to say is this isn't like punk for blunt objects Mm. In the same way that, like, aggressive punk would be. You know what I mean? It's obviously the other end of the spectrum of the genre. Uh, Would you call this an emo record? No. No? No. I I kind of would. I I mean, lyrically? I mean, mean, it's a little less... uh, What I like about Jawbreaker is that it's a little less masturbatory than emo typically especially the emo i mean i like like you know emo proper like texas is the reason promise ring i would consider those emo and then like brennan and then like uh but it's it's less like self fascinated and more storytelling than what you would expect from emo but it's more it's like a little more advanced than like you know like rancid is like very story driven right right like an outcome the wolves is all stories but it's also very performative like it's very theatrical i don't think so i think blake i think he means it no no no. i mean i'm so i'm saying rancid rancid is like more theatrical i don't think so either i think tim i think they mean it um i don't mean they don't mean it i guess i just mean that like there's something sugary about Ruby Soho that there's not about <laughs> Condition Oakland. Right. Yeah, it's a pop song. Yeah, what what don't you get about black shoes, black coat, black hat, Cadillac? That hey. doesn't sound realistic to you. <laughs> that boy's a time bomb. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, uh, no, I mean, Rancid's like, uh, it was kind of a bad comparison. It was just the first thing that came to mind when I think of like, like, punk, uh, music that tells a story i'm sure there's a million other comparisons but when i think of like you know any of those songs i'm like okay there's a beginning middle and end something is happening to someone and it's not emo it's not you it's not you it's happening to emo. you know it's just so like me 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 it's per it's personal narrative driven Mm -hmm. but it's not like a vague personal narrative driven you're like drawn into blake's life because you're like what else did you do you know what i mean like yeah i don't know yeah like ashtray monument um condition oakland like i can picture myself like there like in the room you know when people reference 
real life experiences in songs i it invites you in in a way like you know like evan intuit over it does it a lot yeah um uh i don't know i'm trying to think of what that was the first what did, one did I you just of. say into another into it over it i don't think into another oh. does it necessarily <laughs> i love into another i literally I thought that that's what you just said um, the, uh, yeah i i love that the first chorus of this album he says i want to be a boat i think that's really yeah. introspective <laughs> are you being sarcastic <laughs> a little bit no, yeah. he wants to learn to swim damn yeah, i, I want to be a, a boat uh, <laughs> yeah. You don't understand what he's trying to paint there. No, I. I it's a very beautiful a, metaphor. A longing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know who else has good lyrics that I love sometimes, but sometimes it's like so hit or miss. Um, perfect record. We should have done this one actually. We Shame about right Ray. Lemonheads. Oh, Lemonheads. oh my god, we've gotten into a lot of Evan Dando discourse. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're an Evan Dando yeah. apologist over there. I love Lemonheads, but that one record, but then there's like, it just go- goes off the rails a little bit. And the yeah. Juliana Hatfield, like, I never sure. really, like, understood. Um, yeah, I got no but idea. But that record is, that Shame About Ray, that mm-hmm. song, um, and Drug Buddy are, like, mm-hmm. two perfect songs. Yeah, that record's amazing. That and Car Button Cloth. I think, yeah. I think shame about ray had like the cover on it right although i recently found out he does a lot of covers a lot of his songs just like uh sublime yeah. <laughs> a lot of his songs are covers that you wouldn't know are covers yeah yeah or like yeah well he does mrs robinson on I mean, right. that's a classic uh, but there were a lot of other stuff that was written by like small songwriters that he just like performs yeah well, he can do that because like he is an attractive. He's a yeah. yeah, because he's, he's, he's so. I want to say fucked a... up that he doesn't remember where he heard that thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, what a mess! Man. So many stories of uh, him falling falling to pieces. Um, uh, is um, is Blake like a, a drinker, or like a drug guy? I feel like no. I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. Uh, yeah, it's I interesting. So, friend of the pod. Uh, overnight drive they had blake on twice get the fuck out of here like before the jawbreaker reunion when when blake was literally living in like kingston brooklyn and like was an english teacher they had blake on like to their to like andrew's apartment it's why like early episodes too it's crazy i I wouldn't even know i wouldn't even know where to start you know what i mean it's it's really funny because they also like made fun of Jawbreaker a ton and then had him on the podcast. <laughs> it's a wild energy. I mean, I feel like Blake is self-deprecating. I think me and Blake are friends on on Facebook. Yeah, same. But oh, wow. apparently, once that uh, that reunion money came in, they also stopped answering uh, overnight drives text messages too. Uh, <laughs> oh damn! The last show they played the for the Dear You, uh, that last tour, they had this band. Um, opening for them that was like five year olds. <laughs> oh, was that the that was the um, fuck that was a we made fun of them too. No, they're podcast. called the Get Up Kids, but they're not really kids. <laughs> they're like no, adults. it's not the Get Up Kids. <laughs> they're adults. No, it was like a, it was, post it about was like the episodes. Five year olds. Um, 
and they had i remember seeing them like during covid they played in the library yeah and they were like i forget what they're called sexist racist whatever yeah i do remember that the sexist racist boy song yeah everyone was like go off queens that's the band that opened for Josh. It's so funny. I we didn't we talk about that on Matt's episode? Yeah, we had Matt Pryor on, and I think we did talk about like the Lemonheads getting kicked off that tour and them getting called up to like fill in. Yes, that happened. Yes. Yeah, yeah. We talked. Uh, that was episode fourteen of ours. I yeah, think? Evan went a little nuts. So yeah, oh, yeah. And then the I oh, because then there was also the giant Twitter discourse around it too. Mm-hmm. Oh, Twitter's really there worth was, the, oh, the yeah. things are happening. Yeah, Twitter's a cesspool. I fucking hate it. Just, I want to get rid of it, but it boils my blood in a way that's so necessary. You it's call addictive. me to like tell me about the things I know, people are saying on I Twitter. Have no, I have no other release. <laughs> you have no idea the depths of Twitter that I get into. Let me tell. I, let me tell you the depths of my Twitter. When when all that shit happened with Southwest Airlines. Mm-hmm. I made a fake Southwest Airlines customer service Twitter account, <laughs> and I was responding to people so that were just, just like screaming into the in. void because I thought it was—it's funny. It's like objectively funny that people are like in real distress, and they're like, "What happened? I'm taking what did this I miss? to Twitter." So when they canceled uh, all those flights a couple of months back, and and around the holidays, and people Southwest canceled, you know, was eighty percent of their flights stranding yeah, like people twelve hundred flights or something around crazy. the holidays, <laughs> and people were just like, you know, passengers shouting into the void about it on Twitter. So I made a fake. You became Southwest. the void. Yeah. The voice. I think of some the void. people felt better to like yell at someone. So, a funny thing about this record. Uh, <laughs> Andy Greenwald. Which record are we talking about? Andy no, Greenwald uh, in the Nothing Feels Good book that we've referenced a lot on this podcast. Uh, his, mm-hmm. He talks extensively about Jawbreaker, but he describes Jawbreaker's fandom, like part of the reason they love Jawbreaker so much is because it it allows for heartbreak validation, is how we put it. And it allows sure. for like people feeling these things to feel validated in feeling them. I feel validated when I listen to this record. Yeah. So I was I telling say- you before, I always wished I was like, I, I have like a weird fascination with the Bay. Uh, maybe it's because I'm from New York. Okay. I don't know. But I just get like supremely like envious. Interesting. Of all. And this is such a crazy thing to be envious of. But, you know, like all my friends from the Bay have like stories about like you know crawling around the tenderloin strung out and i'm like (laughs) i can relate to that so hard like it's just a weird yeah i don't i don't know uh good little plug to our 420 episode we had uh steven steven's from the bay and uh it's a wild scene over there at the moment but he's doing all the shit he's going to he's getting hyphy he's going to sideshows He's doing all the bass shit. He's hanging out with Slick Rick, Darula, you know. No, it doesn't. That, um, that AFI show. Hyphy with E40 out there. Did you guys there. talk about it? What show? The AFI in LA. It was no. AFI and Jawbreaker. They just no. played. Oh, yeah. really? Everyone's yeah, going to dude. AFI again. It's very weird. AFI's back. Because they just played. It was yeah. a 25 
a 25-year, 20-year anniversary of Sing the Sorrow. Fuck, 20 um, years? What a record Jesus to Christ. do that to. I would think Black Sails in the Sunset. Did nobody no. care about No one that? actually cared about those Sing records. Sing the Sorrow. Sing the Sorrow oh is a great God. record. It's so good. I don't know. I remember yeah, job, it was them and Jawbreaker. I remember um, I went to Hot Topic the day that album came out, and it also came out the same day as Atari's In This Diary. Mm. And I think I, I chose AFI. And I went back for the Ataris later, but AFI was the first choice. And for some reason, I feel Dude, like I that had this AFI, is profound. Uh, I had this AFI sweatshirt. Um that said like whatever a fire inside and then uh-huh. i think it said like east bay hardcore or some <laughs> shit um but i had it like when i was 14 and then my cousin took it um she i was just asking her about it like a month ago when i was in la yeah and she was like i think it's in storage you can have it back and i was like i need it back i need can that you, fucking sweatshirt can it's you just been honestly, floating around honestly imagine being in a band that's that big that you could just use it like as an ATM whenever you <laughs> whenever you get to the point where you're like, you know, I could use another house. Let me, do, heard it. Let me fucking... do a quick tour. That's like Coxbar. It's insane. Is Coxbar really making that kind of money? I don't know. They make a. I, we booked them a few times. Um, what's their What's their guarantee? I don't remember. I think we paid them a lot. I think at that point it's not called a guarantee. I think it's like a <laughs> just a salary. No, it's a guarantee. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, we did a Cox Bar at um, what's that venue in Revere? I have no fucking clue. Yeah, it was it was a sick show. It was like their first show back, and then I flew to Chicago to see them play. They did um Riot. Oh, Riot Fest, just like Jawbreaker. Um, I didn't see Jawbreaker at Riot Fest. I saw Cox Bar though. This was like ten years ago, probably. They're a band I would fly to see. Cox Bar. Yeah, it's just Mm. like a fun, because especially in the Midwest, like going to Chicago to see Cox Bar is so fun because you get like all the like Milwaukee punks coming. Mm. Um. It was. I had a good time. AFI early years is so strange, though, because the first AFI I got introduced to was "Very Proud of You," which I think is like their second record. Yeah. And I, I remember buying like a punk DVD that had like the making of a music video for a song off that record, and that was like my my intro to AFI. It was very strange. How many people? How many people do you think, like, otherwise would have never listened to music if they didn't have, like, Tony Hawk Pro Skater? (laughs) I have this one friend who's, like, he's a skater, but he mostly just, like, listens to rap, and then, like, every once in a while there will be, like, some obscure punk song coming on his, like, playlist in his car, and I'm like, this is a Tony Hawk song for sure. There's no other way he would know it. Friend of the Pod Jordan just played guitar in like a tony hawk cover band or something that played it like saint vitus or something where they just played songs off of the tony hawk pro skater uh like soundtrack i feel like that shaped a lot of people's lives oh absolutely but yeah like imagine I, if jawbreaker was on a tony hawk pro skater <laughs> they would have reunited We'd be 10 having years a earlier. very different conversation i don't think it would have worked though 
I mean, it's not skating music for sure. I don't know, but I think why? It is skating I mean, music, dude, but... I literally watched a skate video the other day. Someone sent it to me. I don't know why. It's uh, I'm gonna give it a shout out. It's called Overload. It was so weird. Um, and the first song is a punk uh, Britney Spears. Oops, I did it again. Cover. <laughs> the second song is like an ISIS rally song. <laughs> um, and I've seen like Bill Strobeck. Uh, or somebody made a video once with like a Bill Evans, like a jazz record. I mean, there's there's a difference cool. between skate video music and music you listen to while skating, though. Yeah, I mean, like yeah, but that's the promise that's ring the, is skate the, video music. Yeah, but I love. Oh my god! But yeah, I love it's, the promise I, ring. I went back and listened to uh, "Very Proud of You," and it's like an unlistenable record. Like that era of fast punk. I, I I would never consider them to be a hardcore band, but they were like a straight edge hardcore band. Like in the making of the video, like they have people like Xing him up and like painting his nails at the same time. It's very it's so weird. Did um, that like did that like burn into your psyche? It does. Yeah, I think he references the the moshing move of starting the lawnmower in that footage as well, which is very funny. Wow. Picking never, up the change and starting the lawnmower. Heroes. Never Imagine it's the like curtain. the two. It's the two trajectories. It's like you you either watched that or you saw like Boston beat down. I, and I, that I, just I watched. That just right. I watched a lot of both back in the day. Trajectory. Yeah. Uh, Boston beat down in, is is on YouTube in full at the moment. So oh, oh, go cool. check that out. Wow. Uh, how many how many friends do you have in that video? <laughs> Alessandra. A lot. A lot. Yeah. Oh, well, we don't need yeah. to name them. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Anything else to say about this record that we barely talked about? Oh, uh, God, guys, I'm so sorry. No, no, oh, no. Here, this is... The, I was thinking about this. Why don't we just do this? All right. Let's do the, Let's do our elevator pitch about this record. I've just been watching you fiddle with your microphone this entire episode, I'm so Andrew. miserable in this setup. You were so comfy in your in your dark, dank basement. I know, and, and then you now, like a, a new house, and you you I'm, can't can't get the pod I'm set on up. A, I'm on a bar stool. Oh, it's terrible. And I'm sitting at like a kitchen island that's a little bit lower than Oof. I would like. I'm I'm sitting in my nice eighteen hundred dollar chair that I found at the thrift store. So I'm living it up over here. $1,800? The duality of man. Yeah, I found a, a human-scale freedom headrest chair. And it's an it's like a almost $2,000 chair. Did you $2, see a chair. human head chair? Human scale. Like, a, like Ayn Rand, the fountain yes. head cover, yes. but, but it has got, a dent it, in it, it, it for It reclines. And the backrest oh. moves with your reclining. It's, it's beautiful. Mm. I'm over here sitting on this, like, hand palm chair. Oof. Really? No, oh, I, I'm actually sitting. I'm actually sitting on a bar stool I stole from a friend's bar. Perfect. You uh, stole it. Okay, yeah. So, what's everyone's yeah. elevator pitch of this record? Then, look, I'm gonna go first. Here's here's the great parts about this record. I think that it's Blake really becoming comfortable with using the kind of language that he's going to use for the remainder of his career. I think that a lot of the songwriting is of the era and the smartest of the era you can get. I think the production is horseshit. Um, considering what other records were going on at the time, there's 
no fucking excuse for how bad this record sounds. Yeah. Um, but I think a, an entire generation of punk men got their entire EQ from this record. That's fair. Damn. And that's that what I want to give you for 24 hour revenge therapy. Thank you. I, re- yeah. I rest my case. <laughs> I can't argue with that. Yeah, All I, I mean, was going to say is like West Bay Invitational, best so good. like sad party song ever. Oh, yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, I guess I would have just said the same shit that Andrew just said. Honestly, like, I think that a lot of people, had they not heard this record, their lives maybe would have gone a different way. And it gave a lot of people um, some, like, sensitivity. And it's okay to, like, it's it's so different than, like, emo. Right. You know? It's like pop punk with, like, a tinge of that self-awareness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to, you know, I know... And it's poetry. I know bringing up gender is, like, especially in music, is a probably a very touchy subject but to whom i don't know but i would say our all of our listeners i would say that this is like a very sensitive masculine you know what i mean like i think that the people who were uh drawn to this record were like i don't know i really trailed off there I, i thought i thought i had it going big dorks yeah no i get it it it, it allowed people to kind of express their emotions in a way that isn't quite bleeding heart right but also like like it's like cynical but incredibly smart yeah yeah and it's it's like he says all the things that you could wish you like you wish you could vocally yeah yeah no i get it And it and like obviously it's got hits that are in punk music canon forever like boxcar and and things like that you know the only record the only song i skip on the record really yeah i'm I'm good i mean i I, I would take when they play it i get i get i would get pumped i would take boxcar any day over indictment indictment's fine indictment's a little too cynical for me in the sense that it's like cynical in a corny way where he's like, mm. I'm writing a song. It's going to be a hit. What are you going to think about it? Blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, I guess. <laughs> but that, I think that's like a, I think that's a commentary. Oh, it is. Yeah. But it's, I don't know. It feels overwrought a little bit. I um, mean, he asks a lot of questions too in his lyrics. True. I don't you have know, the answers for like, him. I, uh, I also, I hate how he answer. says the word hour in, in the song Ache. Where he says hour with like four syllables somehow. <laughs> and he's like it's like how like it's it's I think so you're overly critical. I think that's with my man expressing himself. <laughs> yeah, why are we shitting on this record? Yeah, I mean, why are you that such a hater, Dan? Oh, okay, Andrew, the, the king of the haters over there. I, look, here's it I would love to talk to Blake about you know what I mean? I would love to have him on. 
I'll message him like, on, on on Facebook Messenger. <laughs> I feel like I couldn't. I, He's there's probably no on way there I with his up. boomer ass. Yeah, he, he, like I said, I think I'm friends with him on there. So it's very. He posts like a funny selfie all the time. That's just like I a super close that. up of his wrinkled face. Dude, following Jawbreaker on Facebook, I literally, I I was just waiting for their reunion because I had never saw them live mm-hmm. until yeah. they fucking had their reunion. I still have. Uh, but that's another big thing with Jawbreaker is that like a lot of their fan base like didn't know about them when they were a band. Oh yeah, when they were playing. I think I think Twenty Four Hour Revenge Therapy set like only sold like seventy thousand records or something. Like maybe to date, I don't know. <laughs> maybe since they've no. re. Uh, but like that's that's something they say in that I think it was in the oral history of this record they're like yeah everyone made a big deal about everything we did but no one actually like cared at the time you know damn so it's pretty it's funny true yeah and everyone hated dear you and now uh-huh. likes it which is so. crazy to think you know yeah my it fuck. is i i don't see the huge stylistically maybe a little bit but really it's just production mm-hmm. was the only big difference Kind of. I mean, the like songs are a lot some, slower and more... Some of them. Yeah. There's still a lot of great, like, 24-hour revenge therapy moments oh, yeah. on DU. Like, bad scene, everyone's fault is right. really great. Mm-hmm. Sluttering sounds Sluttering, like... Sluttering. Uh, Oyster, which I hate. Bad song. I love that song. Yeah, there are... <laughs> the thing with Dear You is that I can't say that there's a song I don't like on 24 hour revenge therapy dear you i feel like has some some stinkers yeah can we also uh, can we also briefly talk about how crazy it is that uh adam faller's sister is kembra faller of the voluptuous yeah. horror of karen black yeah Very wild. i have a poster i have a poster on my wall um it's a choking sign mm-hmm. like a choking first aid for choking sign yeah. And all of the um, all of the the illustrations are her like oh, acting as, out as someone choking. Karen Black, that's so yeah. funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what a wild thing. She has a lot of if in, in the Jawbreaker documentary, she has a lot of talking head moments. Kimber's is, cool. I just rad. saw her like two days ago. <laughs> For real? Yeah, I just ran into her. Oh, that's uh, rad. Uh, they they performed. So I had a lot of friends go see them when they played in Tompkins Square a couple years ago pretty wild that, i mean i never i actually never went to sh- i never went to see uh maybe once or twice i saw kimbra in like something but yeah she used to like stick like eggs up her pussy and like sew it shut oh, or cool. something i don't know that was uh, maybe yeah. i'm exaggerating I'm just, but no that's I'm, cool let's revisit this yeah i'm, so, I'm just reading she did, she did a show at deitch which uh she did these they're called butt paintings and she would just like dip her whole ass in paint and she'd like <laughs> do these like they were gorgeous they were actually really cool kembra's butt paintings she's um, never wearing pants ever uh I'm, I'm, yeah i'm just reading here that she cool. sang backup vocals on a gg allen record mm-hmm. uh and then also richard kern did like a video piece of her getting her vagina sewn shut okay. in the 90s that's so really just a who's who of, of interesting fellas. 
Yeah, Richard Kern uh, came into American Apparel once of when I was working there. <laughs> of course he did. And like he put his card down, and I like saw his name on it, and then I yeah. like, looked up at him, and I was like, <laughs> "Oh my god, you're the you're Richard Kern." Because I was like, you know, I was like 16 when I worked there, and yeah. I just was like a fan of Vice. You oh, know? of course, yeah. <laughs> so uh, American yeah. Apparel is where I picked up my copies of Vice magazine for years. Yeah, I used to get mine at this place. Um. YRB, Yellow Rat Bastard. Okay. My dad lived Yellow above it. Bastard. It was on Broadway. Nice. Um, yeah. What a time. I, I never. I, I was looking through I old copies there of Vice at American at, Apparel. Oh, really? What? Yeah. I was looking through old copies I have at like my parents' house still. And that was such a good magazine at the time. They did some wild Dude, shit. Dude, it was sick. Their photo, their photo issues were always so good. The Do's and Don'ts. Oh, God. I have the Do's and Don'ts book. I was like always looking through, like, oh my god, to see did if I you make were in it. it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I have, I have the the Street Boners book too. Ooh, you oh, love boners. Yeah, they're all Gavin. They're <laughs> Gavin McGinnis books. So he's the one who did all those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there was like Street Carnage, TV Carnage, mm, him well, and like was... Derek Beckles. Derek Beckles, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So funny. And they went uh, in completely separate directions. Uh huh. As they should. Much like people listen to this record. <laughs> yeah. Alessandra, what do you got to plug? <laughs> Nothing, dude. Where, I'm where working on a magazine f- right now. Yeah, when's that happening? You you mentioned it. I know. I just keep... I can't get my shit together. Um, I've done this before. I know I can do it. But, uh, yeah, you know, honestly, for the first time... I'm just like not working on shit. Nice. I'm just chilling, you know. I mean, I'm working my fucking job, but yeah, I'm not. Um, I have nothing to plug. <laughs> Do you want people to follow you online anywhere? <laughs> Is it weird if I say no? <laughs> ah, I think it's cool if you say no. Oh uh, yeah, my shit's private. I'm not trying to get. Uh, I'm not trying to have people I don't know following me, but you can follow me, Andrew, if you want. Hey, I'm in. You got. I follow my OnlyFans. No, I'm just kidding. That's what I have going on. My OnlyFans. Hey, oh. sex work is work. Come on. Perfect. No, I'm just kidding. I can't wait to tag you in the post for this, and you can just not add anybody. I think that's the name of the game. I'm so fucked up. I'm so sorry. <laughs> This is just one for the fans of running to the ground. No audience expansion at all. No, I'm gonna tell. Of course, I have I have channels, but I'm I have nothing to plug. All right, that's cool. I'll expand your audience. Don't Hell worry. Hell yeah, yeah. Get us out. Don't there. you worry. <laughs> um, oh boy. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Of uh, course. Yes, yeah, it's super fun. Um. Yeah. If you if you love what we do. Uh, this is this is not for you specifically, Alessandra, but if also if you love what we do, you can uh, <laughs> join us on Patreon, patreon.com slash run to the ground. We're doing two episodes extra per month. Like I said, coming up you know, on... Honestly, I think I deserve to be compensated for my time at this point. Oh, yeah. If you, if you think Andrew deserves to be... <laughs> Andrew just bought a house. I just wrote a lot of checks to the government for taxes. Uh, please uh you know five bucks a month it's it's you know a good price you're you're dropping that shit on the ground and not even bother to pick it up so throw it our way uh but yeah two extra episodes a month 
420 episodes coming out this week. It's it's a wild time. Uh, I think we're also doing a 420 playlist. You also get custom playlists. Any kind of shit that you want to, you know, you know, check out extra stuff, it'll be there. Uh, I got a lot of shit to plug. I was just on Shane Smith's podcast, Cowboy Boys, episode 191. It Andrew, like infuriated me. It was so good. It's a I, there's a lot of feedback on that episode saying it's a great episode, which it's, made me feel very it's good. So good. Uh, yeah, the I fact mean, that Andrew texted say, me mad that it was so good was. I would was say very that funny. like Mac does most of the heavy lifting. Mac on that is, episode. is one of the funniest people I've ever met. He's so but, fucking funny. I'm sure we could get I him on at I some do point have too. Something to plug. Okay, get, go to it. What do you what do you get to plug? See, I'm just selfless. I do nothing. Uh I I I just uh I just did uh I was a guest on my friend's podcast uh that comes out this Friday, which is probably in the past. If Yeah, this if, this will be out Tuesday, is, so it'll be out by now. Yeah, so uh it's called It's All Bad. Um it's a great podcast and it's like really just insane um drug <laughs> stories perfect nice uh so yeah i'm i'm plugging their pod because it's it's a, it's a lot of fun that's right um, yeah check yeah. that out um yeah i'm also doing photography chat with merlin this uh it'll be out by the time this comes out but that's on his instagram page merlin db uh i have no idea what to expect but uh it should be fun and it, uh yeah, Dambassini, Twitter, Arthur Instagram, Dambassini.com, no invite volume ten is available for pre-order. Pre-order it. It's gonna be cool. Uh hopefully a release party slash show is in the works. So uh keep an eye out. And uh Andrew, what do you got to plug? So I wanna plug my brand new two thousand three Hyundai Sonata that recently. Oh hell came yeah, into welcome to life. the Sonata Club. Um you could have joined me in the Hyundai Owners Lounge at the New York it's, Auto Show the other day. It's really you fantastic. The, the I, I got free tickets from Hyundai. I'm a Hyundai influencer here. now, baby. Okay. Uh, I'm just, you know, it's nice to have another project again. Um, you know, living that Hyundai life. Hell yeah. Welcome to the Hyundai family. Oh, I just got a text. This is so lame. I just got a text uh, that the high viz the <laughs> i'm not even gonna do it i'll just go and try to walk in i i was like i want to go to high vis but i didn't want to like reach out to someone who i knew could get me into the show so i was like i'm gonna go on a wait list <laughs> but i just got a text that was like high vis tickets are are available in five minutes from wow. dice all right yeah. well we'll uh we'll, we'll make sure you get on that the new high vis record's pretty wild though. It's it's weird that yeah. hardcore sounds like eighties pop music now. It's pretty funny. It's, so it's weird. pretty sick. Uh but yeah. Andrew, anything else to plug? Nope, that's it. All right. Uh run into the ground on Instagram, run into oh, number what you two were to the get ground me to say. on Twitter. See all the shit Andrew is stirring up on Twitter. It's it's pretty funny. I'm sorry. Um but yeah. I'm sorry, Evan. Evan Shout out shout me. out to all our new listeners uh from the Jeff uh Jeff Howe episode banger episode a lot of good feedback on that so what's up uh what's up what a supportive group of people jeff's got on his on his side it's of the true. world i want his friends to be my friends same same i want to abandon you for them wow well thank you all right yeah, everybody else <laughs> bye-bye <laughs>